Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiacos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiacos, he said, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, my What's up, everybody? Another Sunday edition of Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. Fan takeover edition. We're going to be dropping a link pretty soon for you guys. You can jump on here, give us your opinions about the club, whatever you want. It'll be a great time. I'm excited, Lambro. I know you're pretty excited too, aren't you? I am. I'm interested in seeing some fan opinions, speaking to some fans, because uh, it seems like on social media my opinions get roasted very often. So <laughs> I'd love to love to see some uh, fan questions. Hey, for the first time, one of my match ratings actually got people fired up because I gave El Arabi a really bad rating, and on it, it actually funny enough on Instagram. Seemed like everybody was fine with it, but on Twitter there were some people that were. People get upset. so mad about those match ratings. I think it's because we're the only people who do them, so it's kind of like we stick <laughs> yeah. our neck out a bit. Like it's well, just it's right only- after the- they always are like, "You have an agenda against blank. You don't like blank. You like blank too much." It's like, "Fuck's sake, man!" Like, are you people really that nitpicky? You're like, "Why didn't someone get six point five instead of six? It's like, oh, it's it's all about getting the conversation started. And funny enough, your your match ratings are usually the only one that people come with. People get so because I don't think much about it. I'm like, oh, what's the match rating? Six point five, like what I can yeah. remember. And then people are like, oh, wait, but he made one pass in the sixty second minutes, and I was like, oh, really? I don't <laughs> care, like." It's just every time, every time. Well, before we get started, boys and girls, don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that button on the bottom bottom right-hand side of the screen over there if you want to stay up to date with the latest content that comes out. As you guys know, we are now live streaming the games for Olympiacos DC. This is the beginning of something huge. We are officially a, be- a sports media company now, I guess. So you can catch all their games live. Also, the full archives of the games are stored there as well if you want to keep up with what's been going on in North America with the Academy guys and how they're performing here in UPSL League play. And, of course, guys, we have a couple of uh, very, very quick housekeeping items. Olympiacos DC did get a win in match day four. They are still undefeated this season, and it looks like, depending on how – their opponents did they will be back in first place and continue to be undefeated so good on them also everyone if you have not seen so already the award show is coming up in uh, about a month i believe so we're going to be doing just like we did last year but hopefully on a bigger scale this time awards player awards you'll see on social media we'll be putting out the polls you're going to vote for your players We are going to vote. The blog team is going to vote. And we're going to take all those votes together and see who your picks are for the various awards. I don't believe there's any changes to the awards from last year. We had a blast doing it. And it's going to be a good time, just like last year. So subscribe if you want to catch up. Stay up to date with all of that. 
and we're looking forward to doing all of this again for you. All right, Lambro, let's get started. I'm going to drop the yeah. link. I'm going to drop the link now, guys. Click the link. It's going directly into the chat. So just click that link. It'll bring you into the lobby, and we'll bring you guys in a, one at a time. Get your opinions on a few things. Depending on how clogged the lobby gets, it'll be pretty quick. But uh, we'll get your opinions. We are there's already the lobby's already getting full. We just dropped the link two seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just <clears throat> come in. We're gonna get a couple of opinions for you about the state of the league, couple of players. We also have some charts here to get the conversations going as well. Um, anyway, Lambro, before we let our first guest in, is there anything you wanted to get off your chest first? Yeah, uh, I I want to have first. I want to ask Lakiskavalas, why don't you come in? Why don't you tell us if it'd be more interesting if you worst player than best player award show? We actually do have give an us. award for this. My we friend. do have worst player. We do. We do have coat. It's a coat of the season. It's Henry. There's no dis there's no debate. I don't no, know. No I have been hearing through the grapevine that we could have a two time winner of this award, and he's not even on the team anymore. Wait, who? Ruben Vinagre. Wow, been, he can go I've been back hearing, to back. I've already back been hearing back-to-back, back, not even on the team anymore. Jesus he Christ, it was that bad. Our first two-time award winner. <sighs> I don't know, maybe Emory Moore. Fethanol out here. He chose violence today. IMO, the guy who said that Vinagre will be good, shouldn't vote. I said could be good, never said will. That's a, that's a good uh, qualification, Will. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, where to start? What do we want to talk about tonight? Well, um, I guess Olympiacos played last night. We can say that. Yeah. I thought nice Kunde friendly. played well. I thought Kunde played well last night. I thought Cosas Fortunis played well last night. Not going to lie. It was a snooze fest. I turned it off at the 60th minute. So I will say the blonde guy of Shakhtar Donetsk, could he be available? That guy was amazing. You know who I'm talking about, Adi? You didn't watch I the game. Saw, I saw a couple of blonde people on there. There was this blonde guy with like a big neck tattoo. Oh, okay. I know you're. I don't know this guy was. This guy was great. He like couldn't finish to save his life, but he was fast. He was good. He sent Manolas for whatever. I don't know. I thought it was a decent match. Uh, and it was great. Cisse was, was playing left back. It Cisse was great. Played left back. What happened to the new Chimikas man? Would have been a great time for him. It would have been a great time for the new Chimikas, but it didn't happen. <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Look, I don't... the important thing was, look, the, the actual quality of the football was not what we cared about yesterday. It was the notion yeah. from the club. It was a for great sure. charity match. And it was the first one to spark off Shakhtar's tour that they're doing across Europe across and the world. North America, across the world to raise money for the refugees. Fantastic from the club. Glad that we are the one of the first ones to step up and do that. It was a great showing, and it was fantastic. Uh, I know that the Ukrainians appreciated. Our colleagues in our podcast media network were very thankful about it. We chatted with them a little bit yesterday, too. So uh, glad that we could be part of an organization that did something to help with the refugee effort. So, uh, well, you know, it was it was it it's a shame that, that this is still going on, but we're hoping that all of that money can make it to the refugees that are having to deal with the situation that 
they have no control over. For sure. And one comment, one channel sucks. I'm just putting it out there. That channel, one channel, I was watching the Greek stream. I had to switch to the Ukrainian YouTube stream because one channel is so garbage. Anyway, it was just like breaking down, doesn't work. Like, why was this on one channel and not mega? I don't know. Maybe because it's Saturday night and Fostu Tunnel or whatever it's called is on. I don't know. Someone tell me. Like should have been on Mega, but yeah. I I, when you guys told me it was on one channel, I had no idea. What you didn't even was. know one channel. One channel. I had is no so idea. Niche. Like, does anyone even get one channel on the TV anymore? I didn't get one channel on my TV in Greece. I sent like, you my list. I sent you my list of all the channels. I, I, I don't get one channel. Like, who gets one channel? Also, one thing I will say great event for the ukrainians but there was just every throw-in they shot to a different politician a government official and it was like come on do we need to show that like all these guys are here like you know what i mean it was like here's the foreign minister of greece here's another politician of new democracy blah 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 no it wasn't on youtube nova sport oh i messed up bad but Thank I, you, I saw it on Sling because well, I didn't see it on um, the the app that I have with Nova Sport, but on Sling it came up. So oh, okay, I got. But anyway, I, I have nothing, nothing to say. Uh, uh, like you know, really to say, I'm just like a bit annoyed about the streaming options. I completely missed out on it being streamed, but yeah. it was a well, fine game. It was good. Like Shock Tower was quite good for a team that's played done one or two training sessions and had all their foreign players leave and it was all their starting lineup was all ukrainians right yeah because the foreign players are gone yeah they left so so good on good on them good on them it was yeah it was good well let's let's bring our first guest on get some of his opinions we do have some charts here to start a conversation as well jim what's going on buddy what's up guys Uh, what's up it's been a while since i've been here it has it has. It's been about a month. But tell for the new listeners here. Tell them where you're calling from. I'm calling from Athens. What part Greece of Athens, Jim? Come on, give us a uh, name. <laughs> Not too close, or else they'll come for you. But give us a general name. All right, all right. Uh, Elimiko. Okay, there we go. It's a good one. <laughs> so it's. I think on every podcast that Ari has been, I've also been. Like, you know, on every podcast I have been, it has to be Ari's in it. Makes <laughs> so, sense, yeah. That's something. <laughs> and the Ukrainian that you, that Labro said, uh, it was called Mudrik. He's a 21 year old. Mudrik, that uh, was it. He's a, a really nice prospect. And I think he'd fit well. But, we sure can't judge by one appearance against us. Yeah, no, that's fair. And the thing was, the Ukrainian players didn't have the name of uh, their their names on the back yeah, of the jersey. Yeah. They had they had the names of different cities in Ukraine, and I didn't know the name of the city he was playing for. I think, and I was like, "Is this yeah, is this the name of blah blah blah?" And then I googled it, and it was a city, and I was like, "Well, I'm an idiot. That was." That is not the name, so, <laughs> so you can't blame me completely. But I, I thought he was a nice player. We saw a comment um, saying it was a bit embarrassing that Shakhtar, with one training session, the whole war situation could run more and have better team play than us. You know what? They played pretty well. I'm not going to lie. They, For a team with barely any experience, I was a bit surprised. I, 
I don't know if maybe Olympiacos was staying in second gear or something. Probably. I don't know. What, probably, maybe. Um, but I thought Shakhtar played very well. Like, they're not playing for anything. They're just playing for their country. And since I was watching on the Ukrainian stream, it was like a Ukrainian channel, I guess. They're just streaming it. And they were talking about different players. Um transferred and like this guy was like in military gear just like streaming in a basement talking about different footballers leaving ukraine it was kind of put it in perspective um i didn't know anything he was saying but it seemed it was just a bit depressing seeing a guy who was probably like in the territorial defense of ukraine defending the country getting a 15 minutes to talk about football transfers in his basement it was a bit sad to be honest but surreal too peace comes soon yeah it's surreal it's surreal well, going on to the discussion of the team as a whole, uh, Jim, we're going to focus a little bit on, we'll say, the state of Olympiacos. So with the season that's gone on so far, there's been a lot of opinions here and there about what's been going on. El Arabi, should he stay? Should he go? Is, is he good enough still to be playing on this team? Should we even be paying him that kind of money? And I wanted to get your opinion on that, on the player, you know, maybe... Well, first, we'll start with El Arabi because he's been a hot-button topic. I did a match rating for our match against Ike. I was furious. I and many other Olympiacos fans were quite furious with him. And then, of course, there were some that the argument was that we should be a little bit more lenient because he still is producing opportunities. His efficiency is just bad. So I have a little chart here. And for anybody that does come live, I will put this back up so you can see it. I actually have two charts. So the first chart here, this is the goal contributions of the the top contributing players in Olympiacos. This is, of course, all of their goals in all competitions. Not friendlies, all official. 18 goals. He's got 18 goals for us in all competitions so far and three assists. And a total goal contribution is just goals plus assists. So total goal contribution is that number added together. And you see, of course, El Arabi has the highest total goal contribution with 18 goals. And then, of course, following him is Yorgos Masuras with 19 goals. and Or sorry, 12 goals, 7 assists, total contribution of 19. Tequino, no assists, but 12 goals. Agibu Camara, 11. Valbuena, 11, because he's our assist master. And so on and so, so forth. Pape Cisse getting up there also with his legendary six goals for this team. But we have a second chart as well. And the second chart is for expected goal contribution. So based on total XG and total expected assists, who is has the more sustainable production? El Arabi is, again, number one. The, the list doesn't really change that much, uh, as you guys can see here, with some notable exceptions. But El Arabi at the top, we can see here that he's actually underperforming. He's one of the only pl- uh, players that is underperforming his total contribution. And that is indicative of this year, what we've talked about, his overall lack of efficiency, but his total figure is also lower than it was last season. I will be later on this week putting all of that together and showing kind of like a year by year for the players that have been with Olympiacos um, more than one season, kind of a, um, a little progression, how they did one year versus the next. Uh, so just to give you guys an idea of what things have been looking like for Olympiacos and how some players have been doing 
from one season to the next. Uh, we do have a quick question here from Fethanol. Does the MSIT take into account minutes? Um, the list. Does the, the list. list. Yeah. Okay, so does the, I was about to say, I was like, I don't know what that means. Does the list. So, no, this is total. And there will be a, I will be making a goal contribution per minute list so that you can see that because there are players that haven't played as much, but their contribution is high relative to their, their total minutes. Guys like Matthew Valbuena and Joao Carvalho, who haven't played quite as many minutes, but are already up there, not only in terms of their expected contribution, but also decent in terms of the end contribution. So, Jim, now that you've seen these two charts, and I can flip between them as you need, what? give me your thoughts on, on El Arabi. Uh, he, he wants – we're paying him $2 million this season. There's been rumors that he wants – more than that next season or at least the same and that and there are people that are saying that we shouldn't take him unless he takes less money i am for the latter i don't think we should be keeping him unless he's going to accept less money what do you think uh to be honest uh, i don't think we el arabi should stay the next season even if he gets underpaid like 1.5 million i don't think he'll perform at the level we need uh, a striker, like for next season. Uh, I think there are better options for the money that he asks for and the money that he gets right now. Like, if we all remember the winter transfer window, right? Uh, we all remember Eran Zahavi, yep. that was very close signing with us and I've got to say he doesn't have the best age right now but I remember what Costa said you know, in a podcast when there were rumors going around about him and I agree a lot he said that almost every player that comes to Olympiacos at this age and the quality that the player has because it's probably a high quality player they usually work out for us. There are many examples like Valbuena, uh, Youssef El Arabi. Uh, there are many players that really have worked out for us in that day. So, and if you see Aaron Zahavi's season at uh, at PSV, it's a pretty nice season. Like I think he has twelve or fifteen goal contributions, but I'm not sure. You know, something like that. So I think uh, Aaron Zahavi is, is better than Yusuf El Arabi right now. But there are also many other players. Also, Aaron Zahavi can play nicely at a 4-4-2 system. We saw that last season with Daniel Malen. And we have Tikinio, who I really, I really like seeing him play, especially when he's on form. So I think Aaron Zahavi with Tikinio up front would make a pretty good deal. Aaron Zahavi is also he's he's very good in hold up as well. We've seen that when he played yeah, against yeah. us. And that's what El Arabi, where his value came from for two seasons, was not just his ability to finish and produce his own opportunities, but also the fact that he could hold up the ball very well and create things for us. Lambra, what are your feelings on this? I just think he's so old. He's 34 going on 35 with multiple knee injuries and he's 35 already. He's 35 
going on 36 with multiple knee injuries is that really what we want like um how much money are we going to have to give this guy almost 2 million euros as well i would prefer el arabi but a player who someone just mentioned in a comment i would like to see what about Dimitris Pinakas? I hope we see him next season. Scored a hat -trick uh, at the beach. He okay. scored a hat-trick at the weekend. Um, I think we need a third striker. And to be honest, I'm not as sold on Tequino as other people. I think uh, his hold-up play is pretty good. He's good with his head. But his feet are just so slow. They're like pieces of cement. Um, I think he'll be better next season, but I... Sometimes I, um, I, I don't know. I don't really love the player sometimes. He feels a bit heavy. Um, I, I don't know. Is Tequino the striker too that's going to bring us the next level? Maybe with a full preseason, full getting in shape. But I think you need to go Tequino, one more player, and Binakas. I think those are your strikers moving into moving into the summer. Um, I really don't want to say El Arabi's done at the club, but he could be. I think this last game at Ike, I don't know how you come back from that. That was really bad. Um, the finishing has been bad. The feet have been slow. Decision-making hasn't been so good. And it's a lot of money. Uh, the big problem is where do you find uh, those 21 goal contributions? Zahavi, is he going to give us those goals? It's an expensive option for, and then what? What does Zahavi do? He's just papering over the cracks. We're gonna have two over thirty-year-old strikers. Um, I really don't like either option. Uh, to be honest, I would rather have El Arabi than Zahavi. I know it's controversial, but El Arabi is at least a player you're going into the season. He knows the club. He knows the fans. He knows the environment. He knows what he has to do. Zahavi's coming into uh, like basically a random environment he's not been to, he's not been in. Uh, I would say, I wouldn't say the leagues he's played in are easy, but he's played in for uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv, okay? He played in China and now he played for PSV. These aren't exactly places where the defense is solid and where goal scoring is difficult, to be honest with you. And I just, I don't really, I really just don't want to see a 35-year-old be the answer to transfer market. I hope there's more innovative solutions. I think Tequino can carry the load. So, I can he carry the load? I, as I said, I don't think he's the best striker in the world. But what I think will happen is I think Hassan will come back. I think... Probably Zahavi will be signed. Tequino will stay. And those will be your strikers. Pinakas, nowhere to be seen. will stay with the B team. And those are your strikers. But that is such an immobile striking group. But I think it's a striking group we're comfortable with. I think that's what it's going to be. I, I don't know. So when it comes to Tequino, we, we can't have Tequino lead our front line if we're not going to be able to provide him with sufficient service. He needs service. He's not like El Arabi where he can necessarily manufacture his own opportunity out of thin air. That was something that I think at times we do take for granted with El Arabi is that he can he could do that. 
you don't go two seasons in a row with uh, two seasons in a row with a club and get over 30 goal contributions every season, you know, just because you're waiting to get everything put to you on a platter. Now for two seasons, he had a team that could do that, that could give him consistent service this year, not so much, but also his efficiency has been way has not been as good. It's the first time he hasn't beaten his XG since he's been with us. Everything's on a downturn. So the question then becomes, was the production, is the production sustainable as he gets older? Can he still give us that production? And the probability is that no, it's not going to happen. The probability is that this decline is just a sign of future decline because you can't keep that up as you get, you know, into your later thirties. So that, that I agree with as far as whether or not uh, we should be relying on another over 30 year old striker. For me, I, I want to see us like when we, as we build for the future, we can't just have old vets in every position in every, you know, first and second or bench option and starting option. We have to have somebody that's going to be a younger guy that can build. And I've seen in the comments here, a lot of people talking about Pinakas being the answer, Pinakas looking good now that he's overcome some of those issues with playing with the B team. I think he could be that answer as well. I would like to see, I would like us to see, have a starting striker that's like younger versus having all of our striking options be 30 and up. I, I don't think that bodes well for the club. Pinakas has talent, whether or not he gets the chance for Martins is a different story. But if it's not him, I would like it to be somebody else. Now, if Hassan does come back and we, he's and our back, options, Adi, he's coming back, baby. What if, if he, what if they don't sign a striker and they're like, Tequino takes over and Hassan replaces El Arabi? Well, then we're in trouble because then we better have, I mean, here, here's the we're thing. We're so fucked. I, I have a feeling they'll do it too. They, they love that. Now, bro. That's a horror movie. I feel that's like the, they, that's such a good cop out. Be like, well, listen up everyone. Uh, we're bringing in Hassan and that's the big bam of the summer. And Tequino's the starting striker. I, I could so see it, them being like, Tequino's taking the mantle and Hassan's there to help out. Oh, God. That would suck. But I don't know. I can just see it. There's a good question here from Look At My Eyes DC. When was the last time our where our main striker was under 30? Technically, Guerrero was under 30. Yes, yes. Other than Guerrero. Other than Guerrero. Let's see. Hassan is under 30. Or was under. He was was he the main? He I guess he was, was the main. Idea under thirty when he played. For Idea us. was he was he was he was. Yeah, and was our, like our and we had our Cardoso main, that year. Cardoso, and yeah. Was Karima, over Karima Anza Rafard technically was our main striker. 2017-2018, was he not? Yeah, he was good. Yes, yes. So he was. he was under thirty. So we've had we. <laughs> and Ben. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't ben, remember uh, if he was. Sorry. <laughs> look at look at my ICC following <laughs> oh my. up. Pinaka's project Neos Elarabi. I I love it, guys. For fuck's I like, sake, I, love I, I could so see that in the newspaper after the hat trick. They're just like, word is coming out that Elarabi is leaving, and we have a new Elarabi in the wings, and he's already here. And it's like, fuck, please. Or and what's the guy, the shitty striker in the B team? What's his name? Uh, fuck, uh, he was out on loan. Vilis, was that his name? The fucking Greek one. He's like a fucking, what's it called? Like a street lamp. He's the worst striker I've ever seen. How, how do they not cut some of these losers? Like from the team, be like, okay, we've seen enough. Like you went on loan. You're terrible. 
This guy, like, how many goals has this guy scored in a B team? Adi, you have stats for this stuff? Can you look that up? I, do, I don't stats? think he's. I don't think he's been he's that bad. To be honest, yeah. with dude, that guy's garbage. Every time I watch a B team, I'm like, oh my god, this guy's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't he's, take it anymore. He's not like. He's not hard. He's not a. I'm not saying he's amazing, but he's, he's like 23 got, too. Like, why is he even play for the B team? Like, is this guy ever gonna play for the Biakos? Like, 23. He. he just, I think he just what? turned 21. No, <laughs> this guy's been around the block, man. This guy's terrible. No. Here, hold on. Give me a second. Let me. Let's get Wise Scout up here. Get Y Scout up. All right, he turns twenty-two. He turns twenty-two in May. He's got six goals for the B team. That's what I'm telling. Six goals. It's not amazing. It's not amazing. Six goals, twenty games. I think twenty games average. But he's got a thousand. He's. It's not like he's a starter. He's got a thousand. A thousand minutes. Thousand three hundred minutes. So six (sighs) goals and one assist. It's not. Look, it's not amazing, but it's not terrible. There's way. There's way worse. There's Onyekuru worse. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's real bad. Yeah, he played on yesterday. I like. Turn, I think I turned the TV off after. He like. Why do we say he's fast? I don't think he's fast. Did anyone yeah, remember? Was anyone watching the game where he ran down the left side, and he got caught? Like they caught up to him. He's not fast. I I don't get. Where this, maybe maybe he's pretending to be fast because he's small and his legs move fast, but. I've never seen him run past someone except for that game in Frankfurt when he went past the left side. Oh, you're talking about Onyekuru. I thought we were still yeah. talking about uh, Vilis. But no, uh, I don't give a shit about that guy. Like, I've seen him play like three <laughs> times, and all I've thought is he's fucking tragic. But Yeah, now Adinos brings up Binakas has scored six, away, six as well. He also, I think, Binakas has two assists, I believe, and that he hasn't even played a thousand minutes for the B team. So, like, that's this is like what we're talking about here. Like, Vilis, I don't think, is an amazing player. I don't think he's terrible, but you have a guy like Binakas who's way more efficient. Plus, he's a better hold-up player, in my opinion. But, like, what so, the fuck is the point in Vilis? Like, Exenitidis. Like, what is the point of these people? Like, just there to fill the position? Like, Exenitidis has been around for quite a while now. Well, yeah. Can, yeah, can, can he play in the Greek second division? With the first team. Like, Why? He Why? doesn't look bad. He doesn't look bad. He played bad in the Luxembourgish first division last year. Is is this guy really ever going to play for Olympiacos? Like, what is the point? There's a you can say that about a lot of players. It's a lot called of the development team for a reason. Like, why are these yeah. wasted projects being? Just throw them on loan. Why are they playing for the B team? Throw them. Well, on hold on a minute. We just play for the B team. We Who? just complained. <laughs> we just complained last season that we have so many guys out on loan. Yeah, and but, they're they're not playing or not doing whatever. But, but the B now team is for like let's say B team is for Dabo, Fadiga. Let me think of the others. Uh, Kinkue, who's like the worst strike or worst feet I've ever seen in my life at center back. Tolakis, uh, who's so oh under twenty three years old. You're saying under twenty three years old. Yeah, but like players what? that could play for the team. I think Nikolic could play for the first team of Olympiacos. I don't know what he's been up to. But but you know what I mean? Like twenty three years old and no hell like no But all I don't of know, these man. all of these guys are under that age. So like they're technically like they're technically but, they're oh, technically geez. still I know look so in release like these players like Right. In Greece, if you're 23, you're a young player. In the rest of the world, you're like leaving that stage. You're, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, come on. I don't know. I, it, 
I can barely even watch the team. Like, I don't know anything about the B team, but then I see Xenity display and I'm thinking, well, fuck, here we go again, you know? So. He doesn't play He doesn't play terribly for the B team at yeah. all. It's not that bad. But... Yeah, he's yeah, not but ba- he's my not main bad point is, like, why is he there? Like, what, what? You complained also about, you complained before about Costi. He's got six goals and four assists for the B team. No, I liked him. What, what do you mean? I love that guy. He's yeah, great. Yeah, Costi is actually a nice player. I've seen yeah, him I like him as well. Talented. Uh, he's a winger, I think. Yeah, he's a midfielder slash winger. What happened to Markovic? Yeah. Who knows what happened? Peter, why don't you join the chat and you tell us what happened to Markovic? Costa told us what happened to Markovic. He was talking to some sources. Uh, sources. Here's what, sources. Here's what we were told. Yes. We were told that Markovic has not, just isn't in the plans. We were told that it's he's never been rated. Uh, Martins has never thought he was ready for first team football. He's That's not what we've enough. been told. He was He's not, and he also doesn't have a good attitude or something. Right. And yeah. he also had an attitude and he refused. He was another one that uh refused to play for the B team. So um that's these are part of the problems. Imagine um, being like Markovic the captain of Partizan and then they say uh Let's go play for B team, buddy. Like I would be kind of pissed too, wouldn't you? Uh, I don't know. Partizan's no Olympiacos B, you know. It's no Levadiacos. Like right, I agree. I I don't know what the. I think part of the it guy has was to told he was going to be the next Sergio Ramos. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, you know. He's going to play for Olympiacos B. Are you kidding me? He's comment guy, here from Lakis Gavalas. It's the same story with Adrutos Rusai. The team refuses to admit failure. Uh, all, there's also something Rusai. else, guys. Okay. It's not just – it's not the team refuses to admit failure. We've heard that guys like Adruzos and Vrusai bust their asses at practice. So it doesn't translate on the pitch, unfortunately. Um, although I will say this, Vrusai has, in terms of his his expected and his goal contribution, he's actually – for the little that he's played, it's up there. You know, one goal, one goal and four assists – uh, in all competitions, that's not bad considering how little that he's played. Uh, it, even his expected goal contribution is at four, and he hasn't played much at all. So I'm I'm just going to throw that out there. And he's also being experimented with at right back. Adruzos was a novelty because of what happened last season. We didn't have a real right back. Rafinha did not overlap. He offered something different that we didn't necessarily value in the team. And when La, Kenny Lala came in, he wasn't gelling. He wasn't really doing anything. It took him a while to settle in. Adruzos settled faster and offered us the overlapping that we needed. We didn't necessarily need more quality from anything else from him because we just needed overlapping runs and service in the box. This season, we needed more from that position. And we saw how limited Adruzos was when we needed more from him. He can't give you more. And that exposed him. And now it's created this position in limbo for a guy like Adruzos. And now we're experimenting with Rusai because in a season where we aren't getting more out of other positions and we're relying more on the production from our fullbacks, they they can't offer more. We need something else. So it's a little bit more nuanced than that, Lackey, but I understand exactly what you're what you're saying. Uh, Jim, go, you had a comment on that as well. Go ahead. Uh, I wouldn't say Rusai is a failure because – when we needed like an extra winger or this season an extra wing back, he 
he's been there. I don't think he, think he's been amazing, but I think like I enjoy last games. I enjoyed more seeing Versailles playing a right back than I did seeing Lala, for example, or Andrusas, yeah. of course, because he's playing for the B team now. Right. Yeah. Andrusas playing for the B team now. God, how the mighty have fallen. Now, Jim, I'm going to ask you two questions because we do have uh, more guests coming into the lobby. But I want you to leave with two questions. I want you to answer them right now, real quick. Uh, Martins, stay or go is the first question. Uh, I think I'm going to say go. You're going to say go. All right. Now, second, the second one, pick three teams from the B team that you want to see for the first team. Three, uh, three players. Three players. Uh, Surlis, of course. Okay, of course, my man. Uh, <laughs> Stop. All right, sorry, sorry. Uh, Costi, I think he's a talented player, and I'm, I'd say, I would say. Klitscha, I think is his name, because I've seen him play for the small time that I've seen the B team. I thought he was a nice uh, fullback for to be playing. What about Marinos? No, Marinos. Because oh, yeah. he's, he's yeah, been doing really no, well. No, it's Nikolic. I would play Nikolic. Nikolic. I, th- I think Marinos. Marinos, yeah. Marinos. Yeah, uh, Lambro, come on, man. Marinos is having a great season. Yeah, Marinos, and and he's an, and he's another one that's twenty one. Like he's he's been looking really good, and especially in a position where we look like crap. You know what I mean? How can you say no? Yeah, I've, I've really. One thing that I want to point out because before I go is I saw Ronnie Lopez uh, yesterday. And I thought, why isn't he playing? Because, of course, he wasn't great, but he did have effort there. And I think it, the last time we saw him was when he gave two assists in the in the cup game against Final Course. I think it was the last time he played. He played and against I, Atalanta away as well. Oh yeah. For like five minutes, I think. Yeah. Like at the very and he end. did a poor set piece. Yes, that was but, it. But I think if he had game time, I think he'd surely be better. Uh, I I really believe in him because he has talented. He has he has shown it uh, in his career, and also Kunde, I think could if he got more minutes, he could have more play time. He would be good for the team because. When we signed him, he was like, I remember the friendly games, he was really good. So I think a, a guy like Kunde right now with the midfield problems that we have could really help. Yeah, Kunde, Kunde was an interesting case in the first half of the season. Not sure why with his sub appearances that he didn't get more minutes. But look, we'll see what happens. Jim, thank you so much for joining us thank as you, thank always. You. And Kalinikta, my friend. Kalinikta, my guest. We also now have uh, next guest coming aboard, Peter Viamantakos. 
Peter, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, guys. I'm good. And you? Doing very doing well. Good. Very Welcome. Well. Where are you calling in from? Toronto. Toronto. Oh, wow. Canadians hopping in. Love it. Love it. How are you doing, buddy? Can oh, Peter, us? can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. Peter, what do you yeah. think? What do you make of this? What do you make of this this goal contribution chart yeah, that's here? It's just in front a little bit us? echoey. I don't know. Oh. Uh, I have okay. no idea. I can't hear it. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry I can't hear that. an echo either. I, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully we'll try I think and get there's through that. Too many similar players in like the attack. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we, we can hear you. Go on. Go on. Elaborate. So I think there's too many similar players in the attacking midfield positions. Like you look at Masuras, Agibu, Vabuena, Ronnie Lopez, Gary Rodriguez, like Vrusai. They're all similar. And you could plus Fortunis, you can only fit three. Yeah, it's an interesting case. I don't... Like the... I don't know. Some of it, it's difficult because also Agi Bukamara also has been playing on the wing, which has not been working really well for him uh, lately. So he seems to be someone who's always in the team. But I would say, I don't know. They they are similar, but I don't know, Adi. What what do you think? I don't know if that's the problem. They have different skills, I guess, but. So definitely, so he, the, we're going to have a problem with for 100%, like Carvalho, Fortunis are very similar. Uh, that is I, 100% I agree with. And Valbuena uh, to an extent. And, and, yeah, Valbuena as well in, in the manner in the manner with which they operate on the field. They all like to wander a little bit. They're, they're playmaking talents. Um, I think Valbuena, actually funny enough, at his age, uh, well, for Costa, we'll see now that he's back. When we see more of him, you know, we'll have more more data. But I think Valbuena does a better job of tracking back, even at his age. Um, but Gary, I think Gary's a little bit. I see Gary as a little bit as a little bit different, uh, even from a player like Masuras. He he has he's quicker and he can take guys on in stride one on one better. Masuras Masuras is um, he's. I don't think Masuras can play as a 10 at all. We've seen no, him play as a no. 10 a couple of times. I don't think he can play as he's that. A and he's definitely a winger. And he's like, Masuras is just one of those guys. He's not a mate. He's not even an amazing player. We we can say that. But he, he fundamentally, he does everything correctly. He tracks back. He get, makes great runs. He makes great runs getting behind defenders, getting open. That's why he has so many opportunities lately where he gets up, looks on goal converting them has usually been the issue with him. So it's, I, I definitely see Costa Fortuny and um, Carvalho very similar. Gary, Gary, I think Gary and Onyekuru are of a similar mold, but Gary was just better at it. Onyekuru, I have no idea. We, yeah. we know what he needed to do correctly. He just couldn't do it. Um, but I, I understand what you're saying. I, I get what you mean. Like there's molds of players that we need to go for. But instead of going for some of these other molds of players like the, um, oh my God, uh, Lambro, the Swedish, Swedish, um, Kleisen. like, right, Kleisen, thank yeah. you. Yeah. 
Like, nice. you know, instead of going for guys like like uh, Clayson or Clausen, however you say his name, you know, we continue to look at the Nkudus, the Onyakurus, and it's like... Yeah, and Kudu is back in the newspaper. Reese Nelson's back in the newspaper. It's just like the same recycled list is coming back. Oh, no. It's... Yeah, and that's... Uh... I swear, I have a conspiracy theory as well that the person who signs the wingers is disconnected from the person who signs the rest of the players. I believe that. Because if you look at it, if you look at it analytically, you're like, okay, the wingers, where do they come from? They're all Turkish league, Saudi Arabian players. I'm like, fuck, who knows where? Like, who finds Enkudu? Who finds Onyekuru? Who finds Gary Rodriguez even? Ronnie Lopez also was like linked to Turkey. I know he's not there yet. He will be next season, but like, like some guy like must love Turkey. Like this guy's just like the wingers in Turkey, the best the world has ever seen. Just like that is the mold of winger. We just want a Turkish league winger. It's so weird to me because we don't sign other players really from Turkey. Have we signed anyone other than wingers from Turkey? Well, Ameni K came from Turkey. He was a striker. Yeah, but like last like 10 years, like in other positions, let's go through it. Who else have Emre Moore? Okay, he was Turkish. He was a winger. But under Martins, let's say under Martins. Kazim Kazim Richards. Kazim Richards. Like, but you know was, what I mean? It, it's a big conspiracy. That was first season. He's he was a winger now, though. Kazim Richards. Yeah, crazy. That guy. Uh, like, I first season Marinakis as president. I, uh, but you know what I mean. It's just a bit strange. It's a bit strange. Like who who are these guys? Why are we signing them? Oh, thank you, know. Costa Cardozo. There you go. Did he play? And I thought he came from Benfica or something, or he scored in Benfica. I don't know. I don't know. No, and he came to us. He came from Turkey. I'm just, I am just so tired of Turkey, man. Like even. Turkish fans are like, we're fucking shit. Our football's terrible. We're bankrupt. Everything sucks. And like Olympiakos, the only team in the world, is like, let's go. Turkey time, baby. <laughs> like, let's get those wingers from Turkey. The rest of the world's like, are you fucking kidding me? I. But anyway, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, well, Peter, let's yeah. let's let's uh, let's move. We on. asked the same question to Jim El Arabi. So I have the charts here. I can flip through them if you want to see the XG chart instead. El Arabi, are you keeping them or are you getting rid of them? I think if the, the money's got to work, right? That's the most important thing. And if you're going to play him as like a, like kind of like a splitter, like him and Takinho are going to split time, then there's no mm-hmm. point. Right. I feel like you need like a number one and then a number two. So if he's not going to be your number one, he's got to go. Yeah, so, I think that's good analysis right there, actually. How much money? How much money? Well, I, apparently, like it was around like two million being reported. Well, he's getting two million now. We've yeah, heard two million now. We've heard he either wants the same or some type of bonus structure or more. He, he's looking for the last payday. No. That's it. He's thirty-five years old. No, he he will give Olympiacos a little discount, but he could make three to four in in Qatar. I want to say because he's proven there, and they know, yeah. know him. They like him. So exactly. He's going to want money competing with Qatar. Yeah, and I don't think Olympiacos now is in a position to offer. No, One no thing way, I will no. say is Gates have very much so likes El Arabi. So to say they would be disappointed with El Arabi leaving 
I think is an understatement. But I'll say something, Adi. Um, if Olympiacos was not willing to give the money for Omar El Abdelawi, the club captain who'd stayed for how many years, are they going to give it to El Arabi? I know no. he scored big goals. I know he's done big I don't big see things. it. But El Abdelawi was at a good age, was club captain, was huge in the dressing room. So there's uh, already a replacement for El Arabi here. Yeah, I I think the point is made. I love El Arabi. I was I'm one of the biggest defenders of the player on the podcast. Um Oh, we I think I still think he has time to do it though. Like he has two games with Pauk at the Cup. He has a season finishing game against Pauk this weekend as well. Um, so what I'm saying to you is if El Arabi sends Pauk out of the league, if El Arabi gets Olympiacos a cup final and wins a cup for Olympiacos, I think there's going to be sections of the fans who say you have to pay him and there will be mem- members of the management. Because I'm just saying this is how decisions are made. They Like on a high, like El Arabi won the cup, El Arabi won us the league. El Arabi gets the money. You know what I mean? Well, he's a big striker. He's a big name. He's done big things for the club. It's how he finishes this season. And if he finishes it well... That makes sense. I, I think Olympiacos is going to be forced into paying El Arabi. I, yeah. The fans will push for it. The media exactly will push for it. Exactly, the fans, yeah. And if he, will, if will he it be the hits, best decision? If he hits that 30-plus 30, 30, 30 goal contribution... By the end of the season, he whips in those goals. Then I could see that happening. I could see the club giving in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as it is, as it stands right now, it's what he's what he's producing. Even eighteen at eighteen goals and three assists. Right at this same point last season, he was well beyond that. And then part of the also another issue has been his performances in Europe. We've actually gotten more goal contribution this season out of Tequino. In Europe than El Arabi. But the question, Adi, Even last for, season was the same thing. We didn't get the thing much is, out of El Arabi in Europe. Adi, the thing is, you give El Arabi the money if you think El Arabi can get you to the Champions League through the qualifiers, right? Because and the money is huge. You're yep. not, if you bring Zahavi, this guy comes in July, he has no idea of shit. He comes in right. and you need him to score goals to get you to the Champions League and you're a bit fucked. You're paying Zahavi 2 million euros and he does shit. You don't go to the Champions League. You're in trouble. You have El Arabi. You have a known commodity. You bring El Arabi. You say, listen, we're giving you 250000 in bonuses if you take us to the Champions League. I think that's what Olympiacos has to do. You give us two hundred fifty if you take Champions League, a hundred if you take us Europa League. So we reach you on the salary. I think I think that's the deal that they're going to be looking to make, honestly. I, I don't know. Yeah. Look, I and exactly. I think if, if what we've been told so far is correct – that is what Olympiacos kind of wants for him. They want they want to give less guaranteed money and more performance based money. And I think he wants you know he wants, he wants that guaranteed, guaranteed money. money. Of course he does and because he goes I'm to not, Qatar and he gets four million right. bucks guaranteed, tax free. Exactly. Let's say he's not paying much taxes in Qatar. I promise you that. So <laughs> you pay two million euros in Greece and the taxes are not so great and then you take it to your french bank account it's not so good either so hey listen sporting lisbon is looking at pacasetas yeah i saw that yeah i saw that yeah god bless their souls i don't know (laughs) look i said this betarades interviewed him i watched the first 30 minutes it was pretty good i don't know if you speak greek listen to greek understand 10 percent 
practice your Greek, listen to Betaradas. My cousin, my cousin has uh, uh, spent some time with Bacasetas. He's driven him around in Greece. And does he say Bacasetas going to sporting? Can we break that right now? Me? Oh, no, no, I don't understand <laughs> no, Greek no. at all. No, <laughs> no, he's no, he's told me he's told me some uh, some good things. No, he he's apparently he's a great guy. He's told me great things about Bacasetas. He loves him, so he always roots for him big time because he's a good guy. And and it's and I always like feel bad because like you know I hate I hate when like you hear that somebody is a good person and it's like God, he's yeah. he's he's a system player and that's that's yeah but he be works really well he's about to win the league for traps on sport for the first time in yep. how many years for them like they're a small yep. can I say that they're they're not a big club they're not the big four right in Turkey. Those Turkish yep. clubs are so big. I don't think people realize that. Like they're, they're huge. huge. And the money, the money is the huge. Mo- Even from the, the mid and bottom table clubs. Yeah. They're they're big. I, I don't know. I think we lose that in Greece. Like we have a realization, but Fenerbahce, like Galatasaray, like these places are like like the, the stadium's sixty thousand plus and they fill it up. So I don't know. But well, yeah, but, anyway. But- the El Arabi thing is very complex, right? So it is. Uh, we we bring up the money, the focus on the money, the you know. But there's a lot of con, a lot of context with this, right? And part of the issue is right. It's also we also know in the back of our minds that there's still a lot of like old, older, and we'll say the retirement home is kind of building, right? In Olympiacos. So we still have El Arabi, right? He's going to be going on. He just turned 35. He's going to be going on 36 next season. Then there's Valbuena, right? The resigning of, is he going to resign an advisory role? Is he going to no, resign? He's signing as a player, I promise. As a player, right. So, and he's he's now 30. Let me yeah. just get this up here. 37. Going on. So, like, this is, this is getting, we're getting old. Avram is probably still going to be on this Avram. team next season. Socrates is not young. Socrates is not. Yeah. So Valbuena will be turning 38 in September. If he resigns, he will be 38 next season. Jan and Villas is on the wrong side of 30 as well. I love the guy. And and this is part of the issue is, you know, I don't think if like we had a team that was full of younger guys, like in their 20s, and we didn't have so many vets, I don't think this would be as big of a conversation. Right. I think it's a conversation because it's, we're we're keeping this in mind, the money, El Arabi, this and that, because there are so many players over yeah. 30 on this team. You have a you bloated know? payroll with no players who are worth shit to sell, right? You're in trouble. Well, That's and the ones that are are younger. So then you, invariably you're gonna you're bring in big older trouble. players. So. so the the guys you're holding and you're paying you're paying let's go through the list. You're paying big money to Manolas, you're paying big money yep. to Socrates, you're paying big money to yep. Vachlik, to Jan and Via. El Arabi, who am I forget? Kenny Lala is on a decent salary, I assume. I do I know? He's um, if I if I remember correctly, he's under a million. Okay. Uh, okay. Who else are, are we thinking here? Henry on your is on a decent wage after five million euro transfer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you have a very bloated salary at the moment at Olympiacos. You have Kunde as well, who doesn't even play. He's making big salary. Right. Um, that's the problem, and the players you're paying so much to. You can't sell, right? It's it's a big problem right now at Olympiacos. Like this, we we read it a lot when Olympiacos went out with Ludo Goretz. The first person to say it was the chairman, Mister Marinakis, went to the players and said, "I'm paying you all a lot of money, 
and this is the biggest salary of Olympiacos team in a lot of years. Yeah, and well, in his entire of, tenure, in his, in his entire life. presidency, this is the most expensive payroll. This and club we has added Manulas had. onto this as well. Yep. We must say, and so, like I, there's times when people can say Marina just doesn't pay the good money. Bullshit, bullshit. Like blah blah blah. And like I used to say that sometimes, but at the moment, for a Greek football team, we're paying a lot of money in salary and. <laughs> Like in the in the good old days, you would hope you could sell some of these players. You're paying them good money to move them on. Let's not even forget that Ruben Semedo may not even leave, and we may have another big salary player who's a fucking waste of space on the team. So, yeah, it's very complicated the issues at Olympiacos. And I will replug my piece on our website. God bless our website, where I talk about the issues of Pedro Martins and the backroom staff for Olympiacos and why I think they're long term problems. So yeah, yeah. Well, bringing it back, um, Peter, we do have uh, some more people coming up. So I want to, I want you, I have two questions, just like with Jim, two questions I want you to answer. First yeah. one, Martin, stay or go? I'd say go. You say go. That's two yeah. goes. Two goes, man. I'm kind of surprised. All right. Now, your top three, uh, I know it's hard to watch the B team, but from what you've seen, what you've heard, three players from the B team that you want to see for the main team. I would get rid of on the first team guys like Ba. Probably CC might get sold. I don't know what the deal is yeah, with him. He's probably gonna get sold. But move up the guys they they just bought, like Fadiga and the, the center back from Inter. Kinkue. Kinkue. Yeah. Well, so Fadiga technically, I know he's he is playing for uh the B team right now, but I think technically he's considered okay. like a first team player. Then uh this guy Pinakas that you guys were talking about before. Mm-hmm. I move him up, maybe like Tiquinho, Hassan, I don't know what his deal is, if he's going to come back or not. And then Pina Casa is the next guy. Mm-hmm. I think that's, and, I have a good feeling that's what we're looking at. Yeah. And like, Ba, I, like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go The yeah, second Ba, yeah. I like yeah. that. You know, the fu- the interesting thing about Ba is, wasn't there just an article? Was it, was it Dodeca no, it, or? It was on, uh, it's on the radio. It was on the radio where they were talking about about like how shit Augustine Ba is and blah blah blah. So yeah, that I thought that was interesting because he has it. I've never seen him look awful. You know what I mean? And he looks he's got some flair to him. Does it all is the end product there? No, but he's got something that we don't have a lot of, you know, he's got that that it thing, that flair that we don't have a lot of players with. So I don't know how you can say I always say, Adi, like I'm a tea leave master i read through the bullshit of the propaganda of greek media and bullshit and bullshit when the, they start saying augustine ba hasn't looked so good huh like that means you're fucked like you're in big trouble uh yeah i i don't know i think he's in trouble we'll see yeah well peter thank you so much yeah, for see you guys. Joining thank us you so much for coming on yeah and we'll look forward to seeing you for the next time okay for sure take care buddy <laughs> Fetanod, next oh guest. God, look at What's this going guy. On, She's buddy. long hair and all. Did you get a haircut? It looks a little short. Yeah, he got a haircut. I think it's yeah. Than my friend had a wedding, so I had to cut it. Oh, very this? nice, very nice. Fetanod, God. For everybody else, where are you calling in from? Uh, from Helsinki, Finland. Very nice, very nice. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Fetanod, <laughs> let's let's get your input on the Elarabi situation. Ooh, it's a tough one, but. To be honest, he, he lost his like leverage 
on the fact that we, we found a striker who can finish and can score as many goals as he can. So I don't think he has like any, any valid reason to get more ways than he's getting right now. Mm-hmm. He still has, uh, he could still get the two million if he like starts scoring goals again. But let's be honest, it's 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 easier to find your scoring boots than not getting any chances and trying to get more. So from that end, I still have hope hope for him. Yeah, I would say uh, you're you have a good point, and I think we kind of beat the Al-Arabi thing dead. I know Adi likes to ask everyone about that, but shall we go through some fan comments? Fetanos, you were in the comments too. There were some funny ones. Uh, let, let's see. Uh, the first one. I saw this one. <laughs> I'm not letting that slide. Lavros is racist against Greek players. Dude, you do, actually. No, that dude. I love Kaloyeropoulos and Solakis and Pinakas. I don't even know if that's his name. I and uh, oh, Jesus. I didn't. I love Greek players. I think they're the best players. And also, I guess we have more com- comments from last night's game. Any comment on Cesar? I was thinking this. I was telling my friend. I was watching a game with a friend. And I was like, what the fuck? Cesar is playing better than Oleg at left back. But anyway. I said that in the uh, Champions League qualifiers when he played against Ludogorets. Or yeah, he was quite good. Are you against, uh, now what's the team from Azerbaijan? The oil pumping team. What's their name again? Uh, Nefchi Baku. Nefchi Baku. Beautiful. <laughs> They're pro uh, climate climate uh, green solutions, I heard. They're changing their logo to solar panels, but that's only a rumor. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. I had to do it. I think uh, I think that Oleg is somebody that people get a little bit too. Oleg uh, is so ass sometimes, man. Like I saw Cisse go past more defenders than Oleg all season last night, and I was like, oh my god. Well, so he, yeah. Well, Cisse is a Cisse is just a different animal. But Oleg is Oleg has also I I haven't been happy with him most of the season. I'll say, but he's not he's not a bad defensive player no, he's he, not, he needs but... to do more going forward and he has improved like don't don't forget over the summer and early this season his he could not complete a cross period and he actually if you go into what he's done if we get rid of like the before october or october and before and we take like november to now he has one of the highest crossing accuracies in greece he also is one of the hot, the more accurate crosses on our Adi, team. I have a question. Do you take Andre Villarinha at 36 years old or Oleg? I'm, I don't like Villarinha for a lot of reasons, so no, I'm keeping Oleg. I don't know. It's close. It's close. Uh, Do never. you take Juan Car? Took a red card today for Panathinaikos. <laughs> yeah, no. Oleg. Juan Car is actually a quick dude. Now, that's a dude that actually is quick. Like, you hear that he's quick as shit, yeah. and then you see him quick. Unlike Juan Car is kind of ass. I'm not going to lie. He's really shit. I he really don't an ugly mustache. I'm, I'm, yeah, and he has I'm, an ugly look, mustache too. Yeah. No, I am not a person that wants to get rid of Oleg. I think he needs proper competition. He need like as a as a player. If you don't have if this this goes with anything in life, right? Not just not just football. You need to have somebody to push you. You need to have competition. If you have zero competition, you're are you motivated? Okay. People will say the game should motivate you. You know what I mean? You should be motivated to do better. But no, like we're human beings. Like sometimes like you do need a fire under your ass. 
And if you don't have that player that's like, hey, this guy's taking your your game time away. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have that. We haven't had that. We haven't given Kitsos we haven't given Kitsos like Project Nutsimikas, okay? Like he's got to see more than one fucking game for that to be the case. You know what I mean? And yeah. if that's not going to be the case, we need a real left back that's going to compete with him. Then you'll yeah, see no, the best. I agree. Of I agree. We need a lot of um, we need a lot of changes. And I think it's uh, Fetanos. I see. Uh, let's see. I think Mike is doing this in the comment right now. He's writing them up. Like potentially, let's take the first eleven. Like screw the first eleven. Let's just take people who are here. Let's go position by position. And say like who who should be here really next season? Oh, Vachlik. Yes. Lala, no. Lala, yes. Uh, actually, actually no. maybe. Lala, Lala, yes. You you guys don't you also realize Lambro. He, he is has a higher ceiling than anyone else. Person, period. On this, you team. need, but you need him going into next season. You can't. Yeah, you do. You there's no one who's good. exactly. So you need Lala, mm -hmm. Socrates, Manolas. Cisse gone, maybe. Cisse's our most valuable player for like selling. He actually yeah, is. The he may be valuable. gone. Avram Papadopoulos, beautiful. Um, no, I'm just. But anyway, let's keep it to the key players. Um, ba maybe borderline's gone. Um, Oleg, I guess has to. The thing is, Oleg, th there's differentials here, right? There's who's going to be in, in the starting eleven when you play. Nefji, Faku, wherever the hell we're going, like for the first round of the qualifiers, and then there's who are we playing against Pauk in October in a derby, right? So how are we going to do this? Preach Adinos right here. We made it to the Europa League last 32 because of Oleg, his goal against Antwerp and assist against Fenerbahce. Okay. Thank you, Adinos. Preach, Fair my enough. friend. So Oleg's here next season. God bless my soul. Oleg and Lala, we're too thin at fullback. What, what yeah, else? We just like, need we to sign okay. four players. Okay, new, we completely do fullbacks <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, okay, so we have those two. And the midfield is interesting because people are saying Marika Mara has to go, Kunde has to go. You have Jan and Vian, Andreas Pujalaki. So those are your two midfielders. And you don't have an eight. This team doesn't have an eight. Like no. It's like the Greek national team 2.0. Yep. Like, who's your eight? Because well, Marika Mara is... Disappeared. He's disappeared. Somebody find him? It's insane. Um, so I think the two players who can stay is Pujalakis and Envia. For sure. Via has to go. That's bullshit. That's terrible. Look at my eyes, DC. Fethano, give me... I want your opinion. You've heard my, mine and Lambro so far. Via has to go. Look at my eyes, DC. What do you got to say? And and he says Bukalakis has to go, too. Come on. Fethano, hit me with some knowledge. Uh, no. In no, no, no you can't. You can't. You can't. The thing is... Uh, Agibu has to go. Agibu... Oh, fuck, dude. I don't... You know what? Agibu needs to go and play the number eight position. That's my opinion. He played eighth oh, position against too. Shakhtar, played pretty well, in my yep. opinion, when uh, Bukhalex came off with some bullshit. So let's say you have in the midfield, you have Bukhalakis, 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 uh, Agibukamara, and Andreas Bukhalakis. Okay, we move. Andreas, I said it again. Fuck me. I, I There's so few players in the midfield. I'm, I'm giving Andreas Bukhalakis times two. Fuck. And. You move forward, You this is where it gets heavy. You have Carvalho, you have Fortunis, and you have Valbuena. Those are your three tens. This is why I don't get what is the deal with, um, what's his name? Remy Cabea and bullshit. Hello, Hero from Sofia. That's pretty cool. Um, Remy Cabea and bullshit. Like, what is Remy Cabea, man? Like, what is Remy Cabea well, going to do? Remy Cabea is probably better than 
all of those three. Yes, but what do we, we have four central attacking midfielders now. What are we going to do? Like, Fortuny's going to get shipped off to fucking Cavalla? I don't know. Well, like, what are we going to do? He's not quite reliable with his knee right now, so... No, for sure. So you have Fortunis, you have hopefully maybe Cabea. He has to come back, but his knee's stronger now than it was before. Okay, it's... but listen, this is not very good either. Valbuena, what did, maybe we don't even include him because he's 38 years old. Um, and then wingers-wise, Masuras and you, Gary Rodriguez? Is that that, yes. is that it? Is that all you keep? I, do you even like Gary is made of glass? Like, look, he's Gary's kind of for, ass, dude. I'm not. I'm gonna put appendicitis. Like, come dude, on, man. Gary's First kind. Thing. Not gonna lie, Gary's kind of ass, dude. I, I'm gonna. Oh God, I know he's had a decent season. Someone's people are gonna roast me for this, but we signed a freaking Pauk reject, Gary Rodriguez. Like, are you dead? And he's our best winger. Oh my God. Oh my God. So you know, we literally have one winger. We have. We have one and a half wingers. Yeah, <laughs> we have look, one and a... Let's Fetano, you tell me. I, I'm just going to run through who I'm like, yes, no for me. So, like, obviously, Vachlik stays like, and Solakis we keep as well. That's, that's Is Vachlik even that good as well? <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Wow. Someone said that? No. <laughs> full <laughs> I, full back. Full back. All right. Oleg, Oleg and Lala only stay because we're so thin. Like, this club yeah. is not does not have the funds to be purchasing like a full fucking new team. Let's just be honest. Let's say that guys, like we just had to get a 10 million euro share capital increase just to keep things going because of COVID. All right. Bear that in mind. We can't afford, this club can't afford a complete overall. What it can afford is buying about four to eight players. Bargain buys probably most of them, but to supplement and maybe get rid of some dead weight. So Lala and Oleg have to stay. Now, my preference is for Kitsos to actually be freaking used. That's my preference on the left. We do need another right back, a solid one, somebody that's going to compete with Lala, not Vrusai and not Adruzos. That's my opinion. Moving forward, uh, Fetanos, do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Center back, Cisse is getting sold. He's our most valuable asset, the only one we'll get money for. I ba see him gone. getting sold. I'm saying Ba has gone to France as well. I think Ba exactly. gets sold it's for a now, that means we're going to be left with three players because we know Martins already asked for or said that he wants to keep Avram Papadopoulos. So we know that we're going to have Socrates and Manolas. So we need – we. I'm, I'm not joking. Uh, this is this is like a real thing. So we, we know we're going to have our starters here, right, because I doubt Bostic's around. Uh, we're going to have Socrates and Manolas. So we're going, to have, we're going to need at least two new center backs if we don't promote one. Would I like to see – would I like to see uh, Galogeropoulos? Yeah. Maybe even uh, uh, Bagaglianis. Maybe, oh, no, sorry. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to have to purchase at least one, maybe two center backs, if we don't promote another one. So at least. And I, think I don't Manuel see... Manuel on a free if we're interested. Stop. Uh, okay. I, mean, I just uh, had to say, Botia, he loves Aleni Forea. They're married. Maybe he wants to come back on a flyer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Ridiculous. Drop in the chat. What do we think? So, Fetano, do you agree with the center back stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, now, I realistically don't think Ito's going to be the number two to, to Oleg. I think we buy another one. I just, that's how to. I see the club operating. We need operate. to. We need Midfield. to. We need to buy, uh, like, Jolebas, like, 34. Escudero. Remember, we were linked to this guy, Escudero, yep. last season. This guy would have been perfect. Like, 
Yep. Even Miguel, I would have taken Miguel Trauco at this point. Jesus. Yeah. Trauco, that would have that would have been to this guy. Is he alive? What, what, where is he? Oh, Miguel Mike Scott, Blombro, you triggered him. If Botia comes, I'm burning my home. Oh, Aleni Forera is already burning the house. What is the Eurovision <laughs> song? Fuego. Fetano Fuego, that very was well. It. Yes, there we go. The house is already burning with Fuego. Now, here it's coming, Lambro. Della Bella now. Come Fantastic. on. Fantastic. Big, Look big what time players. He's still playing. Look what you He's did. He's not. He's got another season in him. Um, we, uh, uh, Alex Beck also seems to agree. Lala and Oleg as backups. We can't go another season with no offensive support. You're 100% right. So midfield. This is where it gets interesting for me. So midfield, you, Mari, uh, Mari Camara, Jan and Vila, and Andres Bukhalakis. So Jan and Vila still has a role with this team. He's getting old, but yeah. he doesn't he's he doesn't need if we have the proper complement in the midfield for him, he doesn't have to move around a lot. He moves the ball around so well for us. And he is that engine of possession for us. So I'm I'm keeping him. Also, what money are you going to get for him? Who's buying Yes, him dude. What, what what are you you're going to get a player better than fucking Jan and Villa no, or Olympiacos? Not right like, now. Come on, guys. Are, are we being serious right now? Come I'm on. also keeping Bukalakis. You have I'm to. Keeping him. You have, you have to. to. He's you been our to. he's defensive midfielder wise. If we look at off the ball stuff, right? Who's been closing down lanes, interceptions? Bukhalakis is the best. He also leads this team in smart passes and through passes. Don't uh, forget, everybody. Bukhalakis, how much would you guys like for him? How, how much do you think you're going to get for him? Four to five. Is, Six. So is it worth? Is it worth? Is it worth losing what he has given us? What he has given us on the defensive side of the ball for four to five million? Are you going to replace that? No. You've seen what Madi and Mvila look like together. We can't. We don't have a balanced midfield without him. I hate to tell you guys this. Everybody gets upset. Bukalaki slow this. Bukalaki slow that. But I've shown you the data. I've shown it to you. Sad. It might be sad. I'm not disagreeing. He is our team leader through passes, smart passes, the best midfielder we have, interceptions and closing down passing lanes. I'm sorry to tell you that. This is a harsh truth. But also you need him for squad registration purposes. You, you do. Yeah, because he's, he's European Greek, slot. And he's Greek. homegrown. He's, yeah. Exactly. You have to have that. So he can't go, unfortunately. So that leaves us with the play. So Jan can't go. Bukalakis can't go. If you can get some money from Madi, he goes. He doesn't want to be here anymore. He's been here too long. We missed yeah. the buck. We should have sold him when we had. Like, Madi's got to go. How much we get him for him? Eight million. If six, that, seven. If that. Six, seven. If. Big if. And then uh, I Kunde, depending what happens at training camp, I think he might stay. But for me, I I would unless we sell Madi for something decent, and if Kunde, let's 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 say that Kunde doesn't look good over the summer. Um, Pepe. Pepe Rodriguez. Well, I de- Pepe is coming back for sure. So yeah, he's he coming back for training camp. That's going to be the thing. So like, let's say, let's say he turns out and we're looking at one midfielder, right? We need one more midfielder to replace Madi. I don't want to buy one. I'd rather Solis get promoted. That's my, that's me personally. If Pepe turns out well, and then we have Bukalakis and Jan and Vila, Solis needs to be promoted. Yeah, He's ready. The kid's ready he for is. me. He's ready. He's, he's ready. ready. Fethano, give me your give me your thoughts. Do you agree with those moves? Um, I don't know. It's 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 a tough one because for like nothing included this season for like past 
two to three seasons, Mary has been our best midfielder. He has a lot of yes. experience. Yes. And surely he doesn't like, they're not like for like players. No. So no. We, we wouldn't have any players in the midfield who could carry the ball upwards and have some uh, have some vision like Maddie had. It, it would it could made make out of like uh, offensive play quite one dimensional if we if we don't have any any creative players in the midfield. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. But Ari, I would say uh, you got to include dropping. Agibukamara deeper and forgetting about him on the wing and playing him. I think, I think to pass forward, I think a conversation needs to be had this summer and say, Hey bud, you're a eight to 10, 10 on a bad day when we don't have anyone else. Listen, like a midfield of Jan, Agibu, Fortunis slash Carvalho for me, isn't the worst thing in the world, is it? But I think even though Agibu's second half of the season hasn't been so good, and he's been a little bit more. I still think he's good exposed. in the midfield. I don't know. I well, I, I think he gets sold still. His age and what we what they saw with him, I think he gets sold. How he pressures on, you know, how he presses, all this defensive stuff is good. The, his defensive attributes are very good in that respect. I think he gets sold this summer. To be perfectly uh, honest with you, I, I don't so, think he he should be playing as a ten for us. He he had like our no. playing style doesn't fit for. Him as a ten, no. So there's a there's a huge problem. In my opinion, maybe we should sell him if he is a ten next season or a winger. But if we if we play him as a, as an eight or as a six, I'd be I'd be okay with it. Yeah, I'd be yeah. okay with that too. And then we're buying, and then we still would need to buy one midfielder for the defense. Now, if this is where the big if happens, right? So if Pepe turns out over the summer, and Pepe can be that. We've Pepe seen him be do good. that. Pepe could be good. I think he does amazing. He, he does amazing in Portugal, and he is that player that we're missing. Almost that that replacement for Guilherme that we're missing. But he doesn't do it. In, he hasn't done it when he comes to Greece, and that's the problem. Now, if he can't do anything for us over the summer, Martins doesn't rate him. Then we have to buy somebody that is in the mold. Somebody just put it here. One second. Alex Beck. Uh, sure, Adi promotes release, but we can't play in Europe with the current midfield. They have no creativity, no runs. We need a player like Guillermo or Orbais. Everybody remember Orbais? That guy was legit. <sighs> yes. Team this midfield is, needs help. If Pepe can't turn out for us over the summer, then we need to buy that mold of player. And... Yeah, if Agibu's gone and Pepe doesn't turn out, we need to buy that type of player. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, now, really quickly, um, obviously, I'm keeping Carvalho. Made us look yeah. great. I'm still. I want Fortunis too because look, he's two games. He's created more than half half of these players have in a whole season. So I'm keeping both of them. Masuras, if we don't get some kind of money for him, I'm keeping him too. He's been very efficient. Uh, and I don't think he, I think he's comfortable staying, but I'm good with the rest of the wingers out. I'm fine. Uh, not, you know, Onyakuru, he's gone anyway. Gary Rodriguez, goodbye. Ronnie you know Lopez. Mean? Well, that was never, he's come going to back. Best us, buddy. I know if you guys look at this, this is, I'm, I'm outing him, but Peter Thompson comments come to Best Shiktas under, under the comments of Henry Onyakuru and Ronnie Lopez Instagram photos. Stop. 
No, he does. He does. He does. Oh my god. He's like he's like Henry. We miss you. Come to Galatasaray. Look at this. Yeah. This guy's saving Olympiacos like every. And striker, striker for me. Um, I'm not. I I can't find a way to keep um, both El Arabi and Tequino. If El Arabi isn't taking less money, I'm not keeping him. That's me personally. So then, and then, then I'm looking for another striker. I'm um, Binacas is getting promoted, um, and then you know we need another striker. Maybe Hassan comes back. Who knows? We figure that out. But basically, all in all, with all of that. We're signing at least one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six or seven new signings right there. Maybe even uh, eight. Up, 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 up. Yeah, it's going to be closer to eight to ten, I think. It's it's eight, assuming it's seven, eight, assuming we're promoting, actually promoting teams from the B team. Fethano, give me give me your comment on that, and then I have the same two questions for you as we get ready to close up. Uh, I feel like uh, the club runs on like. A short-term basis. They they yeah. don't. We we don't scout players before we sell them. So we we do, we have a huge problem with that, especially now that the like our season starts almost immediately when it ends. Right. So when we sell a player, it takes us two months to find a new player, and most likely he's he's shit. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a huge fan of selling a lot of players because of that. In my opinion, we should have like we should have a transfer list already right now, and start pursuing the players immediately. But right, George, Kevin, the, and Kude in Kudu. He's on the list. That's baby. where He's we have a list. problem. So in Kudu, yeah, it's it's okay. Like your plan is okay, but I feel like it's quite optimistic that we sign eight players oh no i think i i think i'm not gonna be surprised i think we have to i think the problem is we but we play european game before we wait so the transfer open window opens july 1st excuse me june is june 1st okay we play the first european game what two three weeks later First week, we're first round. Uh, unless something happens, we're first round qualification. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense yep. to me. It's because you can't. Oh god! Because Olympiacos the pass would wait until August until teams start to crack. They're like, oh shit, we got to get rid of this guy. We've held on to him too long. We really can't do that anymore. And nope, it's not difficult. this. At least not this season. We can't. Yeah, but that's part. That's part of the problem. That is part of the problem. That's why uh, Kenny Lala Oleg. Um, Henry Onyakuru, goddamn it, may be playing in the um, first European games. God bless yeah. our souls. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But Fethenal, same two questions for you as we get ready to close up. Uh, Martin, stay or go? Are you the stay. trifecta? Stay. There we go. Oh man, I, for, I was getting worried for a second. So I think Martin. he's gonna. I think he's gonna get fired though. By um, he's on such a short leash now. I. I'm not gonna say. How, this. how do we I, fight a coach if we, we played three weeks? No, in no, no, no. I I think he's gonna take the summer, but I don't think he's gonna get us where Coach Mari next thinks we're gonna be um, going. If that makes sense. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But if uh, if Pedro Martins goes loses the cup again, which I'm pretty sure is gonna happen. What's even worse is if he goes by Pauk and loses the cup versus Panathinaikos. I think he's in real trouble. 
And then if he loses again to Pump My Oil FC in Azerbaijan, I think we're in real trouble, man. I think he's fucked beyond saving. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And the cup, I, I'm going to say this, Adi, real quick. The cup is so much importance. Like we're oh, super yeah, shit now right now, but can we, yeah. if we fuck this up even more, I think Martins is in big trouble going into next season. That's That's my opinion. I think he's in big trouble if he loses. Like, Balk is finding ways to continue to help us stay ahead in the table. If he were to find a way to screw that up, then I think he's in trouble. Honestly, I don't see him being in too much trouble if he loses the cup, to be honest with you. If he loses a cup final with Panathinaikos, you don't think he's in trouble? I The way the way things have been, we've the way things have happened, the way we've played, we have fired coaches in the past that have performed similarly and been undefeated. So he has good will because of what he did in the first two seasons and the fact that he's gotten results. So, and as long as we win the league still, I think that losing the cup, he still gets a pass. That's how I see the club treating it personally. Well, uh, what do you guys think? Should should we sack him if if the football isn't good until the Christmas? You mean you're talking about next season? Well, that's, we'll have to see the context next season. I could, but I could see that happening to be honest with you. Fetano, last question for you. Three players you want to see from the B team promoted. Mm, is Fadiga B team player? He counts technically sure. as first team. Okay. Okay. Um, Pinakas. Okay. Uh, is Costi a first team player? Costi? Ioannis Costi? Yeah. No, no. He's, he's B team. He's B team. Uh, Costi, of yep. course. Okay. And hmm. uh, I'd like one of the wingers. So, uh, Costia or, or Marinos? Marinos. Marinos. Mm. You, you didn't say my favorite player, man. I'm disappointed. You didn't say Solis. I'm for so for me, Solis is a first team player, to be honest. Like, mm, yeah. Honestly, he should be the first team. I'm giving yeah, you my three players. Um, I think it's got to be King Kue. I knew you were going to say that. No, I'm just joking. Fuck that guy. I hate him. Anyway, um, Dabo, <laughs> Dabo, Pinakas, and Surlis, but I'm going to say a different one. Um, Costi. That's what I'll say. All solid also, picks. Wait, All solid on. picks. A ball of Kinkue just passed my window. A clearance of Kinkue has just passed my window. I think it was a pass to the goalkeeper. Yes, it Fetano. was. It was. It is past. Fetano, thank you so much for for joining <laughs> us again, guys. buddy. Have a wonderful Thanks. rest of your Sunday. Galinita, buddy. Galinita. Costa or Costa? God, Lambro. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> guys, it's we're going on almost an hour and a half here. If you haven't done so already, please don't forget to hit that button in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. Hit the bell if you want to be notified anytime that there's a show or something going on, live stream for Libyakos DC, you name it. Join the family. Join the Gate 7 International family, please, and help us make this a larger community, bigger and better for all things Libyakos. We have, oh man, we have like a buzzard beater here. Yeah, we have a buzzard beater. 
Roman I, buzzard beater here. I thought I, I thought I was late, guys. You just made it. You, <laughs> you almost just made missed it. it. Yeah, Roman, we'll get uh, because we are beginning to close up. We'll get get some two two questions for you real quick before we wrap it up. Uh, right. Martin, stay or go, buddy. Well, uh, I was talking about that with Costas. That it's fine to say that players are becoming worse and worse each season, but we can yeah. say exactly the same thing about Martins. Right. His best year was the first year he came. His second best year was his second year. And mm -hmm. the, the, this year is literally the worst one. So oh, yes, he's I becoming agree. worse and worse every season. Is that enough to let him go? I'm not sure. But we need to shake him a little bit, you know, to understand that, like, you, you're you're Olympiakos coach. You have to become better and better. We, we yep. cannot accept the same level of football next year. No, you're right. So, but you can't sit on the fence, my friend. Gate Seven International. We don't sit on the fence. Do you? It, right now, this is it. This is for for all the marbles. Is he? Does he stay? Does also, he go? The fans of Roman. Roman has fans. <laughs> Roman has fans. <laughs> Cheers, Thank you, thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, let me show you. Wait, wait, wait. I love it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I love it. That's and it's a sweet. huge one, guys. It's a huge one. It's big, yeah. It. We can it's just in front it. of me. Yeah. That's so I'm not sure about Martins. I would give him one more chance. If he can promise that he will show us the level of football he showed us in his first year, or something. That's a good point. That. Like you almost need to scare the guy. Like has I don't think he's really been kind of like you said shaken. Like he he, he doesn't have the fear in his eyes of of the other ones. You know when they we were don't like, condone physical violence or intimidation. Not physical. Not, <laughs> not like, stick the ultras on Pedro Martins, but like. And do you remember how optimistic we were? Because we were saying to ourselves, if that's his first year with Olympiacos and he shows us that yeah. level of football, what's his going to happen in the future? And the future was worse and worse each season, unfortunately. <laughs> kind of great. It's, it's really an interesting point because it's really true. Roman, uh -huh. if, uh, if we don't win the double and he, we win the league, but he loses the cup, does he stay or go? Still tough. It's tough because, you know, he showed us in the past that he he's kind of loser in finals against Pauk, playing these 3-4-3 formations. So we have all these deja vus, you know, every time yeah. that something's going to happen and we're going to lose the final. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not with Pauk, it's, it's a semifinal with Pauk, but it's, it doesn't change anything. Uh, man, I don't know. It's tough. It's, it's, it's really tough. It's really and hard then, because it, yeah, you, you have no training camp as well, so you kind of need him to get you to... Uh, and the, the one uh, good point about the whole future with uh, Martins is that his transfer uh, options and his transfer policies were absolutely terrible. Literally, our worst, our worst transfers were uh, Martins' options. Yeah, yeah. Let's, well, let's well, talk one, about Pepe, about Pepe, Oniakuru, Rafinha. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I well, his decisions for the, in, in terms of transfer are very very poor. Yeah, and it Portuguese was his personal choice. Shit, like Cafu as well. I don't know if he picked Cafu. Oh, I guess I almost did. forgot him, bro. I I like okay. I, I it's this it disappeared from my memory. This guy, Martinez. Roman, is, yeah, bad 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 transfer history. Yeah, you're definitely right. But Roman, we do uh we do have to get moving. So one quick one more question for you: Your three players from the B team you want to see promoted. Uh, Kamara is considered to be a B player. Which? I mean, the, the Agibu. No, no, we, come on. Because we got him for, for, for the B team. Yeah, we did get him for the B team. But he's been starting, so no, he's... he's uh, 
I would Fadiga give Sir Luis a chance yeah. for sure. My man. I love it. I'm not saying he's like he's gonna be our role player. Just give him a chance, play him in yes. two, three games to see how like how, how he feels mm. himself with the I'll first team. Uh, the left guy, Kitsos, absolutely okay. amazing. Uh, and about, um... I think Kitsos technically counts as first team already because he has been training with the first team. Uh, Alexandropoulos is our central defender. If I'm no, uh, Carlo Yeropoulos, yes, Carlo Yeropoulos. Yeah, he's decent. I cannot say that I watch like uh, his games in the second team, but he became a decent football manager. So that gives me some kind of point that he he can be good. I know that that's not a, that's not a fair argument, but it, it's something. <laughs> I, I just I just cannot say that I watch too many games of the second team. Yeah, I catch because them, they're impossible to watch. After. Like they're on air, they're not on air. There's no lineup. There's a lineup. It makes no sense. You you can't follow the second team. Yeah. They can't even put the lineup out. The Olympiacos social media team forgets to put the lineup out, and you're like, "Who's playing?" Because the and apps up. don't show second division lineups in Greece. So, yeah. one last thing before saying goodbye to you: that we need to create an identity for the next year. Yes, we sir. need to create a starting lineup, a formation, something like a policy, a transfer policy, a formation that we're gonna stick with and work with with that. We cannot change formation every second game and hope to get good chemistry between players. Show us your philosophy, a game plan. Even if I disagree with that, I can still accept that. But show us something. Don't switch formations. Don't yeah. switch your philosophy every game. That's I, not how it works. I agree completely. I, agree. I think Olympiacos too is a 4-2-3-1 club. You know, certain clubs, yep. the manager leaves and formations stay. Olympiacos has been 4-2-3-1 since ever I can remember. It's been a long yes. time. So yes, yes. I think you just say we're playing 4-2-3-1. We have Carvalho. Hopefully, we can maybe sign Remy Cabea. Who knows about that? And Fortunis. Those are our 10s. We have Envia, Andres Borlegs. We can build around it. Now, let's go find wingers and build the team out. I think I think that's yeah. what you have to do. I, I say something to Costas. He was shocked because we, uh, we were both of us in the, in the show that I would give uh, Onyekuru one more chance for one uh, more season. I know you're going you're gonna to hate me for that. Yes, that's dangerous. I, that's dangerous. He literally, but, uh, I don't know if you guys saw on social media, he was uh, he got sponsored by Guinness. So I he saw, was posting Guinness sponsorships. That. Amazing. Yeah. That's so Onyekuru thing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, Roman, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank at you, the, guys. At the thank Embers. you. Thank you. Thank Love you it, buddy. Kalinichta and take it stay, easy. Stay red, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, it's been a long one. Thank you, everybody, for listening, especially if you've made it this far. We are Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans, and we are going to continue to do more episodes like this, especially especially on in weeks like this, maybe where there's a delay or a postponement. Yeah, we'll and also, everyone, uh, make sure to follow us on social media so you know when we're doing episodes like this. And if you ever want to come on the podcast, just uh, drop it a message in the chat so we can organize. And for a lot of you, I saw a lot of you commenting throughout. Feel free to come on. I know some of you, it's yeah. later, it's difficult, Sunday, we know. But we'd love to have you on. We've built a community of guys coming on. It's really nice. So, yep. Uh, and yeah, we do this pretty frequently. We bring guys, we bring guests on all the time. Guys from the audience, we drop the link at least once or twice a month. We do this. So keep an eye out. We'll continue to do this. And we hope that more of you will join us next time. So until next time, this is Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. Keep an eye out on socials to see what com what's coming next.